Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Well, life just seems to be getting tougher and tougher, doesn't it? And it looks like it's going to get even tougher today. The Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee making an announcement expected to raise rates again. Yesterday, consumer price inflation figures showing prices went up by 6.8% in April. That's the lowest inflation figure for over a year. But food price inflation still incredibly high at 13.9%. Bread and cereals, just that group of foods, are up by 20% year on year. Very scary. Professor André Roux is an economist at the University of Stellenbosch Business School. Professor Roux, good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen, to you and your listeners from a funky Soho in London. (laughs) I'm sure it's cooler there than it is here. There's just so much for the Monetary Policy Committee to look at. What are you expecting from the governor when he stands up today? Well, I mean, the, the obvious thing is we're expecting an increase. I think that's undoubtedly on the cards. And the reason for that is starting off with the absolute important constitutional mandate of the Reserve Bank. The Constitution states loudly and clearly that their main aim in life is to control inflation. And the scaffolding for that is, as obviously, as we know, the inflation target range of 3 to 6%. So you're quite right in saying inflation has come down a bit. Prices are still rising by 6.8% and still rising at a rate higher than the upper end of the target range. So there's a first guiding principle. Uh, The second one is, of course, we have to look at what's happening overseas. So if and when international reserve banks or central banks are raising rates, we have virtually no choice but to follow suit. Failing to do that, the RAND will come under even further pressure. Thirdly, we have to consider that, um, as you said, we are dealing with a number of inflationary factors. Now, here comes the crunch. Many of them are beyond the control, beyond the ambit of the Reserve Bank. The Reserve Bank has no control, whether it be interest rates or anything else, over things such as food prices and fuel prices and minimum wage increases and even government spending. So they find themselves caught in the proverbial between two places. They have to raise rates, but they also have to take the punch, as it were, and kind of salvage other people's errors, other institutions' errors in being inflationary. So on balance, I would argue that 25 basis points would normally be enough. The elephant in the room is a more recent renovation, or the rumor perhaps is a better word, that we have been involved in some kind of, let's call it, arms deal with Russia. And that, of course, as we know, sent the RAND into a tailspin. Now, one hopes they don't overreact to that and say, well, given that, we have to raise by 50 basis points. I think that would be too premature and perhaps even unnecessary, as you quite rightly pointed out. South African consumers and businesses have been bombarded by a whole range of negative issues, load shedding and the like. We're under extreme pressure. To raise by 50 basis points would be adding insult to injury. So on balance, I would argue 25 basis points ought to be enough at this stage. Um, for Even so, 25 basis points for some companies could just be the final straw. It would be the end of them. People cannot operate. The bank, as you as yes. you point out, is in a very tough position here. And I understand that. Mm. I mean, there'll be a protest outside the bank when they make their announcement today. The point is, though, mm. someone has to do something. And yet I don't know what that something is because I don't think anyone, be they a politician or a reserve bank governor, have any levers left. Well, the reserve bank certainly has only one lever, uh, and that is trying to address the, de- the, the growth in the demand for credit which in turn influences the growth in the money supply. 
But as I was saying, that is but one part of the inflation puzzle. There's so many other factors playing a role, but the problem is interest rates, money supply, credit demand does not is not influenced by or influences those other things. So you're quite right. The, 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 the fundamental way of thinking would be to say that by introducing or instituting and bringing about inflation stability, it paves the way for a longer term, more stable economic growth. You don't want to buy economic growth artificially by lowering interest rates. That would be short lived and just create even more problems. But you're right, there is no quick fix. Uh, there never will be, there never was. And many of our inflationary problems uh, and other problems in the economy have their roots in other issues, whether that be, dare we say it, poor governance, uh, incompetence, whether it be uh, low productivity, whether it be obviously the load shedding fiasco. And none of these can be fixed overnight, I'm afraid. For what it's worth, if we have a look at something called real interest rates, now that is a prime rate minus inflation. That's what economists often look at. That level is actually not all that high. If we look back over the last 30, 40 years, it's often been much higher. So we are not at any record level of real interest rates, not at all. We've had much tougher times in the not-too-distant past regarding interest rates. Inflation is very high for us here, but it's still lower than in many other places. In other words, could it be a lot worse than it actually is for us? Well, you see, that is where the, the whole, again, the, the, not the vicious cycle, but the interesting spirals come in. It could be much worse. So if interest rates were to be lowered, we might get a bit more economic growth, but then we're going to get inflation rushing past 10%, 11%, 12%, who knows? And then that will prompt, sometime in the future, a really draconian increase in interest rates to curb that exceptionally high rate of inflation. Also bear in mind, that in countries such as America and, and Europe over the last year or so, we've seen record high inflation rates, but they're coming down rather rapidly. In other words, their inflation does react quite significantly to uh, a twiddling around with interest rates. Here, I'm afraid consumers are rather, let's say, uh, they don't react so quickly to small increases in interest rates. We need a more blunt instrument, unfortunately, to change consumer borrowing behavior. Professor Andre Roop, thank you. An economist at the University of Stellenbosch Business School. You were at SAFM 16 minutes after 7.